Hello everyone, this is 12it, a podcast that connects listeners' questions to the experts' answers. I'm Matthias Bohlen. All right, so yeah, let's get started. Um, first of all, I'm so happy to have you here after all these months again. We, we saw each other in October 21, so it's quite a long time, 10 months ago, uh, that we've seen each other. Uh, for people out there on the Twitch and on the Twitter spaces, uh, my name is Matthias Bohlen. I founded 12.it, or 12it for short. Um, it's a question and answer site, a totally new thing. I think I'm working on five, uh, five weeks Uh, or so on it, and I thought it would be an amazing idea to to invite creators who do something interesting uh, to have a question and answer thing uh, live and online. So this is a perfect match for for twelve. So I'm so happy that Quan, you're here today. Quan Cheng from Hong Kong. Uh, he's the build in public guy, the public lab founder, and I think you'll you'll talk more about this uh, soon. So, um, good morning, afternoon, or good evening to you, and depending on where you are in the world. <laughs> right. Well, usually I keep my introduction short, but Matthias, thank you so much for bringing me here. I mean, I kind of know you since my early days of the journey getting online. So it's always nice to catch up and then yeah, share the sure. new things that we're doing. Um, my quick intro would be, um, I started my journey online end of 2020. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people know me as the building public guy, yeah. but I want to give everyone like a quick snapshot of how that happened. Basically, when I started, I, I, I had no niche. I don't know what to talk about. I had no network on the online space. I had no followers, but... I decided to start writing. And at first I didn't know what to write. But when I stumbled upon the concept building public, I was like, oh my God, this is intriguing. It is kind of who I am, like being helpful, being honest, being transparent. And I think I can talk about it for at least 20 years. <laughs> oh. So that was the first like <laughs> moment. But the real moment was that I was testing it out. Like, can I write in public the the building public guide yeah. and I spent two months on it, just 10,000 words. It's not that much, but I'm new to writing and I'm new to the whole concept of building in public. So when I launched it, 2000 people read it in the first three days and then I became the building public guy. So, oh. and then I just kind of followed the breadcrumbs to kind of serve people like what they need help with. I would just uh, show them, guide them and teach them. So that brings me to where I am today. Oh, interesting. So it all started with, with a kind of uh, a document, right? Uh, uh, the guide who uh, people could look at, uh, could download or uh, see it live on screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I purposely made it um, just web pages, public. Ah. So you know how people would put it behind like an email address wall? So you have to put in your email to get it. I didn't do it because my whole idea was I am new online. People yeah. should like, I want people to know me why I put a wall and collect emails. I just give it out for free. Everyone can access the link. And I, apparently that worked out. Cool. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Today we'll bounce off some questions back and forth. Um, and um, I think we'll start with some basic 
questions because okay. uh, recently I saw some posts or some tweets from you that said um, content marketing versus showing your work, the building public idea, showing your work versus content marketing. Which one is better? Which one is more uh, uh, stronger with the impact? Um, and also, on the other hand, which one feels heavier for the creator? Um, and that really resonated with me because I find that content marketing is kind of hard. Um, when I sit down and want to create, let's say, a lead magnet, let's say an ebook, and a PDF file, or something that people can consume, it's always hard for me. And I thought about how to make all this easier. I tried to invent systems, but that didn't, didn't really work for me. I don't really know what to do. And then I saw your tweet and I thought, oh, that's a thing. Um, so uh, if you could introduce us a little bit into the world of, of this dichotomy between, or is it, is it uh, a dichotomy between those two? Um, and later on, uh, when we went through some basics, I think we'll open the microphone for the audience here on, um, on Twitter spaces. And people can ask you okay. questions live here, and um, people following on on Twitch can see uh, can see us um, and can see you answering those questions. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so that was a that was a good question because why did I come up with this thing about showing your work is better than content marketing? It is mostly because I I love to ask the people around me. Mm -hmm. So. You know, I have a course, so people get in, they need to fill in the onboarding survey. And I talk to a lot of people. Like, yeah. I don't know if some of you might have DM me or email me. I make sure I reply. If not, right away, it's always like within the week or maybe two weeks if I'm really busy. But I always get back to people. So the reason why I did this is because like a lot of people tell me, come on, I, I, of course I know like to write content. Like everyone is writing a ton of content. But there's this heavy lift in my mind um, that is blocking me. Like I cannot just come up to my computer and write something. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and I started thinking, why is that the case? And I think it's because our perception of content marketing. Like maybe I'll explain my version of content marketing. I think yeah, content sure. marketing kind of includes everything written or video or audio, right? It's everything. Uh -huh. But, but, But if you ask me to kind of show you one piece of content, I always would say it's a blog post or it's a video yeah. that is more like listicle. Like the topic is a question and then you have a whole blog post to explain how to overcome that problem, right? Mm -hmm. That to me is what content marketing seems to be. And I think a lot of this is created by professional content marketers yeah, who yeah. has a full-time job in it. So they're really good at it. Right. But then when I step back and I look at who are asking this question, like heavy lifting, it is all indie hackers, solopreneurs, and creators. You know, yeah. there's a common thing among these people, which is we're all very busy. We're all very busy creating our products and serving our audience. Who has time to write that kind of blog post? So I know I kind of found out why people struggle with that. So this is why I believe like for this group of people, maybe the whole umbrella of content marketing should not be your focus. Maybe you should focus on showing your work, which to me is more like documenting what you're working on. 
um, for example, we're doing this call. Like mm-hmm, I could mm-hmm. post about it yeah. and maybe highlight one key point. This is what it means to show your work, which is easier because guess what? It takes me like 10 seconds to post a picture of this and to add a few lines. So this is why I think more people should do showing your work. Ah, so if I understand you correctly, the main difference is the, the amount of work to do and the, the amount of preparation needed for content marketing or for showing your work. I think um, just one, one. The first key point is definitely the amount of time um, to do, but there are so many more benefits. I think we can dig into that uh, in a little bit. Yeah. So what do you think? Why do people struggle so much with content marketing? For, for me, it's I have to sit down, I have to think about what the post should contain or what the blog, uh, the, the podcast should contain, uh, whatever I'm producing or doing. Um, it feels like, yeah, structure, preparation, thinking. Um, how does it feel to you? What do you think content marketing? Why do people struggle with that? Well, I think, um, again, it comes back to you look around what everyone is doing and then you think that is what you're supposed to do. So for example, ah. like the people on Twitter space, I'm sure you're looking at your Twitter feed and then you see all this like amazing expert putting out threads and then like, here's the eight things you do to blah, blah, blah. And then these threads, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, but like they get like 800 replies and like 5,000 likes. So Normally, when we all look at this, we're like, ah, oh, okay, this is the way to go. Like, we should do this if we want to get more exposure. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the, the, the culture of the internet or social media that um, kind of force us to think that, oh, you should create this type of content. But to be honest, um, a lot of people say they enjoy my content. And honestly, like compared to a lot of people, I don't have a huge following. I have a, I have a big following, but not that huge. Mm-hmm. And if you look at my replies or likes, I'm not attracting hundreds of thousands of people, but each tweet I attract maybe 10 to 20 people. Okay. And guess what? I get a lot from these 10 or 20 people. I have good conversations. I get to meet awesome people like you. And in the audience, I see like Maha, Kuba, Puja. I meet these people. So there are other ways, but we are drawn into this perception. So that's struggle number one, which is really hard because you have to do it enough to overcome. But the other struggles I would say is um, not everyone is professional writer. So, you know, the mm-hmm. process of mm-hmm. writing is very hectic. Like I write these days by chopping it up into four steps, uh, ideation, outline, write and edit because I'm a full time creator. This is my uh. job to write. But if people are running their own business and this is kind of a marketing strategy for them, of course they don't have like a full blown process. So I think the process play a key as well. Oh, okay. So the first, uh, let's say stress or struggle comes from comparing yourself to, to oh, professional yeah. content marketers, right? How, how they write, what structure their piece has, how, how are the headlines, how are the keywords, all this keyword search, <laughs> research stuff. It's it's so yes. complex, I think, and you compare yourself to them doing that job. But uh, I think we all forget that that's their main job. That's doing what they are doing eight or six hours a day. I don't know. And and yeah, or they, they have a team to help them do that. Even they are do just that. the one yes. posting them. Yeah. yeah, you don't know that exactly. 
So, okay, we should stop comparing ourselves to them. And we should also ask ourselves whether it's the right thing to do content marketing for an indie uh, um, hacker or maker or yeah. creator. Yeah. Cool. I think definitely because this is such a good question because if you're like solopreneur, you're all by yourself and you have a lot on your plate. Yeah. You need to think what's the best strategy to get the most result. And I didn't really highlight this before, um, but showing your work has a lot of benefits to solopreneurs or people with a small team, limited resources. For example, uh, there's such a big list, but I'll just pinpoint a few to talk about today. For example, if you um, read a piece of content written by Kavan, and Kavan tells you, hey, this is the seven way to build in public. And it's pretty standard, you know, I answer all the questions. Yeah. Do you feel like you get to know the writer through that content? Mm, not so mm, much. Depends, yeah. Because some people it works, depends. but mostly, mostly I don't. Yeah. Yeah, mostly you don't. You don't have that connection with the writer. But let's say Kavan shows you um, my book cover and I ask for feedback. This time you're Matthias, you're like, oh, this cover, I don't get it. Kavan, you need a better cover. You're telling me this. That creates a conversation, a touch point. Mm -hmm, right. And guess what? I didn't just show you my work and get your attention, but I built relationships with you. I get feedback from you. And I'm sure you have a bit more trust in me because I'm being honest about my work. So you can see like, oh my God, if you have limited time all by yourself, this actually is like one stone hitting like four, five, six birds at the same time. So this oh. is this is why it's important to show your work. I never thought about it that way, creating relationships by showing your work. Yeah, not it's not only showing what you do, but also entering into conversation with the public, getting feedback, getting DMs, for example, on Twitter or uh, whatever kind of interaction with people. Yes, that's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a, another example, like my book, Find Joy in Chaos, which, by the way, um, we're going to do a lucky draw. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will share the link. Um, maybe we can talk about it now. I think it's bit.ly slash, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> slash what? Um, let me see. Oh, bit.ly slash joy draw. J-O-Y-D-R-A-W. So yeah. if you enter your info there, you might win the book. So I want to talk about the book because most people... For example, if they want to write a book, they would just, hey, I know everything about this topic. Let me write it. And then when they want to launch it, they're like, oh, my God, no one is no one is there to buy the book. Why is that? So I no took one a is different prepared, approach yeah. because they don't know about your book. Yeah. But for me, I took a different approach. I show my work for 10 months. So hmm. each snippet is getting people's attention to the book. So they are not ready to buy, but that's okay. But I get some beta readers to come in to give feedback to my book. And eventually when I launch, I have already like four, three, 400 people on the list and they know the book because it has been 10 months. So imagine oh. what happened at the launch. Maybe half of them can come in to help and that's already 200 people. Yeah. So it is 
not an overnight success, <laughs> but but it is relationship, as you said, like through a long process. Ah, oh, that's a big difference. I, I feel like that's a big difference. You write for 10 months in private, say nothing and then launch or alternatively write in public, show every chapter or the, the initial outline or the cover or your progress. Uh, say, yeah, yeah, I wrote so much or I wrote so little. Um, I think it makes people really interested in, in, in what you do and, and what you're and so they are prepared when you come out with, with when you launch the book. It's um, it's exactly. Yeah, the people and are prepared. I was actually just writing my newsletter that's outgoing uh, in an hour or so. Like you don't even need to sell them <laughs> <laughs> because they have been watching you build it. They know you're not a scam. Yeah. Like you're, you didn't just write the book overnight. And when you launch, you, you basically just need to say, hey, by the way, it's on Gumroad and Amazon. And that's it. You don't need to pitch them like, oh, this is the best book for Twitter. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't need to. <laughs> so that's that's what I like because I'm I'm not very salesy. Like I, I suck at sales. So yeah, I cannot convince people. <laughs> I know. So that. I rely on my work to speak for itself. <laughs> yeah, and I got the same feeling. Selling is, is yeah, it's an art in itself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, it seems as if showing your work um, also, in fact, saves you time at the end, right? It's because um, it, it saves you the amount of selling, it saves you uh, beating the drum, uh, as I say, it's, yeah, it's, it's easier. Totally. Like, for example, um, as I mentioned, if I talk about something I'm working on right now, it could be a screenshot with like, a mm -hmm. question to ask your the people around you even if there are only 20 people around you that's fine and how long would that take maybe a minute to take yeah. a screenshot and write the two lines so it could be as easy as that or it could be a bit more deep which i call it like a retrospective like if you can summarize what you learned in the last six months usually that built a lot of trust because mm -hmm. you're kind of mm -hmm. recabbing a long process and people really like to learn, look at, oh my God, this is Matthias learning in 2022. I have to read it. Usually people's mind go like that when they see a, see a retrospective like that. So uh. it could vary the, the, the depth of the content and no one is forcing you to write long posts all the time. It could, you, you know, mix and match a little bit here and there. Okay. So how does, show your work uh, look in practice for for people out there let's say you have a yeah let's say for, for me i'm i'm building software i'm building software systems that people can use on the web uh, what could i do to to share my work regularly yeah <laughs> good question so you know one thing i notice because i teach my building public course three times a year and i notice a lot of people coming in it's not like they don't know how to show their work. It's more like they cannot put down their ego because, you know, I'm building this SaaS about Q&A. Mm -hmm. I am supposed to know everything about it. You know, that's what we are taught to be when we want to show up as a thought leader. But the thing about building in public is that you just need to put down that ego. And my top advice to people is that just be a dummy. Like <laughs> pretend you know nothing and just be really 
curious about how other people think. For example,、um, you might think I know a lot about building public, right? Yeah. But I I'm actually in the middle of revamping my guy that I told you how I started all this. Yeah. So yesterday, I posted a tweet and asked people, I am. Upgrading my building public guide to 2022 version. How many of you are willing? Not how many. I'm looking for ten people to give me feedback, so that I can improve the guide. And forty people raised their hand, and I sent it to ten people last night. And you know what? I get tons of feedback saying that there are some better ways I can present my concept. So there are a lot of things is not、mm-hmm. that good.、Mm-hmm. So even someone like me that you think might be the expert of building public, I don't know everything. So this is why my top advice is like just pretend to be a dummy and allow people to come in to help you. I think out of everything, I think this is the key. Yeah, great. Yeah, that resonates with me. Yesterday, I I had a real problem while coding on my system. And I、uh, posted at the end of the day. Today was a failure. I spent two hours on doing this and that, and it is failed like this, failed like that. And suddenly, a friend of mine came came back with a reply and said,、uh, "Yeah, try something different. Try this or try that. Did you think of this or did you think of that?" And I thought, "Oh yeah, I didn't think it." So、uh, I tried it today, and yeah, it looks promising. So、um, it really helped to share also your failures, not not only your. The expert that you are, or the the the、uh, bland, brand new system you're building, so it's just、uh, yeah, <laughs> good advice. Yeah, I think a lot of people again get drawn into that. Hey, if you want to be a person with a huge following, you need to speak like an expert. I don't think there's any flaw in that statement because at that point you do need to speak like an expert. Like if if we're chatting right <laughs> now and I'm like not confident about what I say, all these people in the audience they would be like, "Come on, you don't know your shit." <laughs> But the thing is, a lot of us are beginners in the early days. You、right. don't have you don't have enough people to listen to you. Then there's no point to pretend to be that expert. It's much easier if you just pretend to be a dummy and allow people to help you. And when you grow to, I don't know, ten、um, k followers, twenty k, well, the the follower count is not a benchmark of our success. But just for simplicity, I'll use that right now. Yeah,、um, yeah. Let's say you get to a certain stage of your presence or business. Yes, you do need to start showing your expert side, but definitely not the early days. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, so what con- kind of content could I share? For example, when I'm building software, my project is quite big,、um, at least for one person. <laughs> for a team, it wouldn't be. Uh, but so, so much to do, so much to explain potentially. So, what could I share? For example, I, I、uh, saw that the UI, the, the user interface, is always interesting for people because that's the surface of the system. They can see that. Uh, sometimes also be looking behind the UI is interesting, like the database or something. But that's more technical. I think I, if I shared that,、um, it would be interesting for other engineers,、uh, mm-hmm. but not so much for my customers, for my audience. So I think it it's really important to think about what kind of content should I share when I when I show my work. Oh, Matthias, thanks for asking this question because. I think this is a very important point for everyone who is interested in showing their work, building in public. Like the way you just describe, 
I would say is leaning towards content marketing because you're trying so hard to think about your business or product to try to create some kind of content out of it. Mm -hmm. But showing your work, thanks for, thanks for doing that, by the way. Um, but showing your work is actually easier than that. It's supposed to be. Otherwise, oh. it's too hard and you give up. Okay. And why do I say that? Like, Matthias, you, you can actually think about what you work on today or you're actively thinking about. Like, for example, let's say today you're thinking about the pricing of your new product. Then when you want to show your work, you should just talk about that. You should ask people, hey, um, I designed these two tiers um, on my landing page mm -hmm. and I want to show you and I want to tell you, do you understand the t pricing tiers? So it is just about what you're working on right now. So giving a quick update is so much easier than what you just did, like digging into your product and find ah. out what people want to know. Or I'll give you another example. So we went through the update, uh, the product update. You can actually um, position it as more like a question. So for example, maybe you have this new tw um, 12 yeah, Q&A tool. Yeah. And maybe you're thinking, um, um, what is what? Uh, let me actually ask you: What is one thing you're currently trying to solve for this product? Oh, what what is it? What is one thing? Um, oh, it's 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 um, totally it's it's totally technical at the moment. I'm trying to okay. uh, to get a new um, JavaScript bundling system to pl into place because the old one fails, and I'm trying to get okay. a new one. So this is totally difficult, difficult to explain. <laughs> but can you, okay, this, this might be too technical. So yeah. I like that you're filtering it before asking, but uh, let's imagine you yeah, are. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about okay. less, less technical things. Like for example, yeah, yeah. the cold start problem. When you have such mm -hmm. a platform uh, where people can ask questions and other people give answers, um, yeah. at, at the beginning it's empty. So it's interesting mm -hmm. for no one. Um, people don't mm -hmm. go there and don't ask questions because there's nobody there who answers them. And they're also the other way around. Um, nobody is going to listen to questions because, yeah, it's nobody <laughs> asking questions. So at the, at the beginning, it's, it's hard to start this up. Okay, um, so this is very interesting. For example, today, we asked people to ask questions before the event and we got one question. Right? Yeah, right. So in, in my mind, it, I would be thinking, hmm, what's the ask What's the culture of asking questions? Do people like, do people really come up with questions beforehand when they just see Kavon's picture? Or do they come in like Maha or Jake in the audience? They're like listening to our conversations and then they come up with a question. Yeah. So I'm wondering about how people come up with questions. Then I would ask that because when I ask that, they give me all the feedback and now I can put it into the product. So now you can see another way of basically you don't need to dig into your product too much but basically rely on what you're actively working on not just today but maybe like this week or last week as long as it's recent enough mm -hmm. that's your content for showing your work ah. speaking about people having questions maybe we should open a question round on, on yeah, twitter space let's do it. right so I'm seeing at least 10 people on my screen here. And um, 
I really can invite you to to raise your hand um, and I'll give you the, the right as a speaker. Let's do it. Let's I see some it. familiar faces. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have it open in front of me because I, I, I want to feel like someone is listening to me. If I'm just on Zoom yeah, with right. you right now, I'm like, who am I talking to? That's right. I see Manu. I see Pooja. I see Pooja yeah, giving Pooja. us heart all the time. Yeah. So I click on Pooja. Let's see. I'm invited <laughs> to speak. Yeah. Let's see whether that, what happens. It's my first space that I'm hosting. So uh, bear with me if I, if I make mistakes here. But I see <laughs> no requests so far. <laughs> Max has appeared. Yeah. Pooja is being to the top. Does Pooja actually have a question? I don't know. <laughs> I have a question, uh, but I do have an answer because uh, I did not know about this space beforehand, but I've really enjoyed this discussion. Kevin, I think, come on, I think it's the first time I'm listening to you talk. And Matthias, I don't know how to pronounce your name, but certain questions that you asked was as if, you know, uh, speaking to me. So I felt a lot of things were already answered. During the discussion uh, is wherein a lot of questions popped up in my head. And uh, I don't know if this is a relevant question, but uh, I'm really new and I, uh, you know, to this whole field of social media altogether. Yeah. 2022 is the first time I've ever made a, a profile for myself. I've never had any uh, account before that. And I get caught up in, uh, you know, being uh, coming across as like somebody said, like not professional. Uh, and I don't want that. I don't want to uh, be coming across as a professional, but I do struggle with, uh, you know, other people thinking and also of what, what, what do they think? And also when I'm building in public, how do I filter the feedback? You know, what if uh -huh. I keep getting so much input and then I can't probably create because I can't decide that this is good enough for me to start, if that makes any sense. And I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pooja. That's a fantastic question. Oh, by the way, can you speak up a little bit? It was a, a little bit uh, um, uh, not loud oh, enough. but uh, uh, I was inaudible. Uh, should I repeat my uh, question? That was slightly better. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, your question came through, yeah. Um, okay, thank you. <laughs> so you were asking about the, f the amount of feedback you get and the kind of feedback and what you should do with it, right? Yes, exactly. And also... Uh, this is not a question, but if you could just let me know, uh, because sometimes I can be sensitive to feedback. You know, uh, yeah. if they say that, okay, this thing probably sucks or this photo is bad because I get all <laughs> sorts of feedback, which I yeah. ask my friends, which is not really related to my product, but that makes me say, oh, okay, people will actually see this too. And then that just makes me go on in a loop and um, it just holds me back, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, feedback is a difficult thing. For, for me, one big difference is, is it solicited feedback, feedback or unsolicited? So uh, did I ask for it or did I not ask for it? Uh, unsolicited is mostly hmm, questionable quality. But if I really asked for it and someone, somebody is giving me feedback, uh, it's most, of, most of the time it's good quality. It's actionable feedback. Um, that's the main thing. Is the point actionable or is it or isn't it? If someone says, this photo is bad, hmm, this says almost nothing. 
but if they say, ah, I can hardly see the people on this photo, they are too small, I have a hard time reading this photo, yeah, this, this says more about it. So I, um, in your case, um, if you have feedback where you can't do anything about it, or that keeps you from doing something, um, just ask for more actionable feedback. So what do you, would you like to change in this photo? Yeah, I want to have the person should be bigger and so I could read it easier and so on. So make it actionable. Uh, what would you say, Kwan, about feedback? Yeah, so there are two parts to this that I want to answer. The first one is um, how, what's your what's the right mindset to taking feedback? Um, because I used to run a kids coding school. So I deal with <laughs> a lot of parents and you know, like parents give feedback, they give complaints all the time, right? <laughs> so during those few years, I really train up my mindset to be, oh my God, like these people who actually take time to give me feedback, these are the super VIPs within my circle because they care enough to spend time to do that so i put them at a very high place and that is a big reframing um, of how you look at feedback that really helped me and then second of all like about filtering feedback i i actually tweeted about this two days ago i think feedback is a blessing but a curse at the same time yeah. why i say that is um as entrepreneur you have to have to get a ton of feedback. So if you can get it from a public space like Twitter, it's actually amazing. Like there's no other way you can get so much feedback so quickly. Yeah. So that's the blessing. But the curse is exactly what Pooja you're asking. Like how do you filter? Um, I don't have a good answer for you that can make you like uh, instantly uh, getting rid of this fear. I, I don't have that. But what I have is you do need to train up your muscle to to learn about this. My way of doing it is you need to identify who is your target audience. Like for me, it's creators. So if the feedback is coming from a creator, maybe in their early journey, and they're saying something like, um, I, don't, I don't get what you're trying to say here, Kavon, then I would pay more attention to that because that's the exact right people that I'm serving. But if you're looking around and you're looking at, maybe just some friends, maybe in the meditation space, uh, running a 500 people company, giving you a feedback, I would be a bit, um, not skeptical, but I would filter that feedback a bit more because they don't have the same context and they're not the people I serve. Then I would just kind of put it aside for a bit. Um, so that's how I filter by who is saying that feedback. Um, second of all, probably if you work around like product enough, you would know that you shouldn't solve something when only one person say it. So mm -hmm. if you can use a Google sheet or use your brain, doesn't matter, but you only do it when you see a pattern, like the three creators in their early stage are saying, Kavon, you didn't explain this in your building public guide, then I would pay attention. So it's a common pattern. So of course, Everything I said is super hard. <laughs> it takes <laughs> practice. So I really don't have a good answer to you, except thank you so start getting feedback. much. Start uh, getting feedback. Well, yeah. and Matthias, you did do compartmentalization and filtering. Who is this? Yeah, cool. 
I saw uh, Kuba has uh, requested. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I started talking without my mic being on. Ah, okay. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Our pleasure here. That's why we're doing the space. Um, yeah, Kuba has has also the the right to speak. So I invite you to to uh, ask your question to Kwan. Hi guys, can you hear me? Yeah. me? Yeah. Hello. Okay. Hi. Uh, I have a question because there's one thought that's on my mind lately uh, because I've been talking to several uh, building public guys or or solopreneurs, and I've been wondering: Do you have any like? tried out systems, frameworks for a solopreneur to incorporate content marketing in their overall marketing strategy. Because uh, as uh, far as I know, uh, the content marketing is the most, um, uh, the last thought about thing uh, by solopreneurs or uh, they think it takes a lot of time so they don't think they have the resources or uh, or time to to invest um, into into the content creation. Do you agree with this statement, or do you have any frameworks or systems that can help solopreneurs uh, in creating good content? Mm. I can I can take this one first um, because I had a really painful experience, Kuba. Uh, before becoming a full-time creator, I was running a SaaS company. And, you know, it was really tough because we invested in content from day one. But the problem was we didn't exactly know what problem we were solving. We were just kind of still experimenting. And guess what? After three months, after six months, each time we have to iterate or shift our focus a little bit, all the contents become irrelevant because because oh. we haven't figured it out yet. So my painful learning is that if you're a solopreneur in your super early days and you haven't really found the niche or the trend uh, or the traction, um, don't focus on writing content for SEO and all that. Like it's it's too far. It's a long term strategy. I would actually prioritize like talking to people one on one and really just building this tiny community around yourself that you stand for. I think you're a storyteller, Kuba. I'm looking at your profile right now. So you become this storytelling guy within this small community. And when you talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, when you do the right thing, you start to get the same question over and over again. When you get at least 10, write a blog post about it because the 11th person asking you, you can answer it a little bit and then you can say, by the way, I wrote this blog post, send it to them. This is how you guarantee that your time doesn't go to waste in content marketing. Um, or th So this is more content marketing, not showing your work. Um, so that's my experience. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. I don't have anything to add. Hope this is helpful, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. Yeah, cool. Cool answer. Um, I always think about this showing your work, uh, how it is applied to different contexts. So uh, Kuba, for example, if, if you were a storyteller, um, could you sh uh, show your work, show how you're working um, more yeah, regularly, like uh, once a day saying 
today I thought about this character in my story, about that character, or the, it happened this or it happened that. Is that possible on your side? You know, when it comes to my system of, of working, I try to first think about the struggle. So the struggle is the basis always for uh, for my stories that I create about uh, the, the customer groups I want to target or uh, the, the heroes I want to put into my stories. Mm -hmm. So uh, the first thing uh, I focus on is the struggle. It has to be relatable for other people. Uh, then I create a hero based uh, on, on this struggle and I find the solution. Uh, I usually, I am a bookworm, I read a lot. <laughs> so I take a lot of inspiration through newsletters or books or, uh, or podcasts. I, I listen to, to several podcasts uh, on marketing. So I uh, try to stay curious about uh, about different uh, like challenges or struggles that my uh, target audience has. And then I like I have a notion file, as probably all of us have. Uh, and, <laughs> uh -huh. and, and I write down uh, the my uh, like I my the things I noticed and the things I I encountered uh, getting to know all of those people I I joined recently joined the indie hackers community I think it's a goldmine of ideas or or inspirations for uh, for mm -hmm. content creation especially for me as I SaaS storyteller so uh, yeah I my main uh, system is to always stay curious about stuff and and create content not like thinking hard what should i do now what uh, what inspiration should i should i get um from who but but rather i try to find topics based on real life problems yeah uh, the the target audience like expresses yeah interesting so it, it would be possible to get some some of your day's work visible uh, or, or audible yeah i don't know um yeah to... can i add something to this yeah sure because because as we're talking i'm looking at kuba's um profile um and i'm putting my instructor hat on you know <laughs> i always love to share with people so i think kuba yeah you you can really make good use of showing your work because your service is to help people turn their products into stories right so if yourself treat your business as your product and you're telling all these amazing stories, instantly people think you can do it for them as well. But when I scroll your latest like 10 tweet, I don't really see a lot of storytelling of your own business. So I think there's a big opportunity for you to do more. Um, just a tiny suggestion there. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right now I'm trying different content formats just because I joined Twitter like last month. <laughs> so Oh wow. So I yeah, I'm still still learning a lot. I still try to find the the right uh the right option for me, the content possibilities. So I really appreciate your feedback. Thank you very much. I will uh try to incorporate more personal storytelling of uh, my my personal storytelling. Uh, into into my uh, Twitter uh, activity. Uh, right now, I'm 
like trying out <laughs> different stuff. No, basically. you're doing well. Yeah. Like from what I see, like with your personality, with the the way you handle relationship, I think you'll go really far. Like honestly, Thanks. if it has only been a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I joined Twitter. I I joined Twitter actually a few years ago, but I until like last month I was like doom scrolling, <laughs> basically. So I after after uh, two years, I decide uh, two or three years, I decided uh, okay, this is the time. I have something to say now, so I want to say it. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I think we have time for one more question from the from the Twitter space. So if somebody wants to speak up. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> At the moment, I see no signs of of requests. Ah, Maha is asking, so um, I asked you. Yeah, you can speak now. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. I only have one question about through your work and I'm struggling about um, one thing. I used to be a journalist for 10 years uh -huh. and now I want to be a freelance content writer, but I don't have any experience in that industry. So I thought about sharing when I read on post and 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 from content coming from other people, but I don't I don't want to do this because I feel like um, it would not be as valuable as sharing my own insights. But I don't know how I can share my own insights based on the fact that I didn't work in that industry before. So what kind of industry are you, do you want to serve? Or what is the audience that you want to serve? I want to help. I want to share what I learned to be a freelance content writer. And I just made that decision two weeks ago. So I'm learning. I'm trying to, to read and write and taking notes about what, I, what I'm learning about content uh -huh. writing. Okay. But I, I didn't work in that industry. I have some background on how to write and how to find a way to present information. But that's different from being a content writer. So uh, your audience would be other aspiring content writers? So you would be sharing about uh, what, maybe what your experiences? Maybe anyone who wants to do content writing and didn't thought about that before coming up on my account, mm -hmm. but I'm still starting this out. Yeah, I can, I can jump in here. Well, first of all, just want to say good to see you, Maha. Maha is one <laughs> of the person, uh, one of the people who helped me with my book. Oh, like, wow. She's, she's amazing. Like her name is actually at the back of my book. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I give credits to all my early, um, beta readers. So Maha, I'm so glad you are making this new direction. First of all, I think I have one thing to say, which is um, you might think that you have nothing to talk about right now because you don't have experience or you don't have an active project right now. 
But let me bring you back to end of 2020. Remember when I said I didn't have anything to talk about, and I created my own building public guide project. Once I create my own project, I can talk about it endlessly. Like every day, I have like five things to say. So to you, I'm thinking, okay, you might have two, two groups of people you want to attract. One is, you know, just like、um, friends, you know, people who are also content writers, and you also want to attract customers, right? So honestly, a lot of people can be your customer because creators like me, we might need help to write content. I don't. I write all my own content, but someone might want to hire someone or like brands or startups. So I would I would suggest you to、um, actually don't worry that you don't have experience, but hey, create a project. Say,、uh, grab a startup that you like. Maybe maybe、um, uh, Loom. I love Loom. You can record video easily. Grab them and then pretend you're writing a piece of content for them. Yeah, you、and、do a case study. And then you can really show your strength. Like, why are you good? Why are you a good content writer? You don't just write that piece of content, but you actually tweet about how to explain why am you? Why am I using this heading? Why am I talking about this in this paragraph? And guess what? When you explain your thoughts through this project, the two groups of people, your friends and your customers, will just come watch you. Over time. You get your business going, so I think you just need to create your own project. I love that. It's a good point. Does that、okay. make sense? Does that help you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought about doing something like, like you said, as a case study, but I was like, maybe I need more, more time to figure things out.、No. But as you said, I, 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 I know, I know. Do it. But thank you. you. It. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.、Um, Let me know if you need help. Ask me anything. Like you help me, I want to help you back. So get rid of the imposter syndrome. Just do it. <laughs> I will do、I'm、it now that now that everyone is listening to me. I don't have any choice. <laughs> Show、uh-huh. us a case study next Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> one week. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. We have a deal. On again. <laughs> okay, okay. We have a deal. Okay.、Great. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Cool. So I think we have to close up because I understood that Kwan. I think you have a next meeting at four. Is that right? In, in yeah. So last week、yeah. I tweeted about who wants to hang out, and I got three people to hang out with me. Oh, before we go, we should really get people to fill in the lucky draw. So oh yes. So say so, say the URL again. See, like, so it's bit dot li b i t dot l y slash. Let me see. <laughs> Slash what? Joy draw, J O Y D R A W. Uh huh. Joy draw. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Two、done. people will get my book for free, and that's thirty dollars worth. So, <laughs> do it. Okay. I'll repeat one more time. Um, the link is bit dot li b i t dot l y slash joy draw, J O Y D R A W. Got it. Cool. Yeah, thanks, Kwan.、Um, it was a fantastic round. I th-、uh, I'm so happy that so many people joined us,、uh, um, much more than last week.、Um, I'm planning to continue with this. I like that.、Um, I'll 
just thinking about whom I should invite next. Um, and uh, if you want, please go to my um, new question and answers platform called 12.it. So 12 should be a verb. You can 12 something by tweeting and solving it. That's the idea. Question and answer platform. So I hope many people will join there and um, post their questions, answer other people's questions, and we get on with this. Um, so thank you uh, again, all of you, for, for listening to us. And um, watch the stream on Twitch, if you like, uh, twitch.tv slash bolenlabs. That spells, my name is Bolen, my last name, B-O-H-L-E-N, labs, like laboratories, right? So um, there's the, the Twitch stream, but I can tweet it once again, the URL. It's easier. So thanks to all of you for today. And Kwan especially, thanks for joining from Hong Kong. <laughs> so, <laughs> so welcome. Excited. Yeah. See you next time. All right. See bye. you all around. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Yeah, that was good. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of fun. You know, this kind of chat, I love it. Yeah. I was so happy that so many people came around, 10 or 15. It's good. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I think the, you sending me the questions beforehand really helped. <laughs> yeah. So then you knew your, what was coming. I basically took those that you had in your document. Um, yeah, ah, by I the way, document, <laughs> I must ask you, still ask you what a documentation master is. I forgot that. Uh, uh, do uh, you have time okay. still to say one sentence or two? Document, um, I will, I guess I'll leave it as most people, when they write content, they sit down in front of their laptop and keyboard and they're like, oh my God, I don't know what to write. Yeah. Right. That's, that's called a writer's block. And I found that if you just basically screenshot everything, when you have an idea, write it down, take pictures. Ah, uh, okay. This is what documentation is. You, you take everything down first and then you go in to that pile and dig out. You have limitless content. Okay, so cool. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds fun. Create. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Gary V said that, right? <laughs> Gary V said that. Yeah. And I'm right. <laughs> re-saying that. <laughs> Good. So thanks again, Quan, and um, have much fun in your next meeting. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the 12-It podcast today. You can find us on Twitter at 12-It, that spells T-W-O-L-V-E-I-T. And you can check out questions and answers at 12.it. If you have any questions about this episode, reach out to me on Twitter or send an email to Matthias at 12.it. If you want to support this podcast, please share it with a friend on your social networks and leave a rating in your favorite podcast player app. This will help other askers and experts to find this podcast as well. Thank you very much for listening and see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.